Canto 10, Chapter 66 The falls Vasudeva Pandraka and his son consumed by their own fire. Sri Shuka said, After Balarama had left for Nanda's cowherd village O King, the ruler of Karusha, called Pandraka, who foolishly thought, I am Vasudeva, sent a messenger to Krishna. People childishly had suggested, You are Vasudeva, the Supreme Lord, who has descended as the master of the universe. And so he thought of himself as the infallible one. Like a boy of little intelligence who by kids was appointed king, he, being silly, sent a messenger to Krishna who resided in Dwaraka, to him whose ways are inscrutable. The envoy, arriving in Dwaraka, relayed in the royal assembly to Krishna Almighty with the lotus petal eyes the message of his king. I am the one and only Vasudeva and no one else. I have descended to this world with the purpose of showing mercy to the living beings. You, however, have to give up your false claim on that title. O Sattvata, give up my symbols that you carry out of ignorance. You better come to me for shelter. If you do not, then give me battle instead. Sri Shuka said, Hearing that boasting of the stupid Pandraka, the members of the assembly, headed by Ukrasena, laughed out loud. The Supreme Lord, after the joking was done, said to the messenger, I will hurl at you, O fool, the symbols you so boast about. You will be the shelter of dogs, you ignoramus, when you lie dead with that face of yours covered by flocking herons, vultures and vatas. Thus being addressed, the messenger conveyed that insulting reply in full detail to his master. Krishna, with his chariot, rode to the vicinity of Kashi. As soon as the mighty warrior Pandraka noticed his preparations for battle, he appeared from the city, joined by two Akshohinis. He was followed by his friend, the king of Kashi, who covered his back with three Akshohinis. O king, Krishna saw Pandraka complete with a conch, a disc, a sword and a club, a Sharanga bow, a Srivatsa mark and other symbols, including a Kostuba gem and the decoration of a garland of forest flowers. Wearing a pair of fine silken yellow garments and carrying Garuda in his banner, he wore a valuable crown and had ornamented himself with gleaming shark-shaped earrings. The sight of him, dressed up as his spitting image, like he was an actor on a stage, made the Lord laugh heartily. The enemies attacked the Lord with tridents, clubs and bludgeons, pikes, blades, barbed missiles, lances, swords, axes and arrows. Krishna, however, with his club, sword, disc and arrows, fiercely tormented the military force of elephants, chariots, horses and infantry of Pandraka and the king of Kashi, like he was the fire at the end of the age, tormenting the different kinds of living beings. The battlefield, strewn with the chariots, horses, elephants, bipeds, mules and camels cut to pieces by his disc, shone like the horrible playground of the Lord of the Ghosts, who pleases the wise therewith. Shauri then said to Pandraka, Those weapons you mentioned by mouth of your messenger 
I will now release at you. I will force you to renounce my name and everything that you falsely assumed, O oh fool, and today I will turn to you for shelter when I do not wish to fight you. Thus deriding him, he drove Pandraka out of his chariot with his sharp arrows, and with his disc lopped off his head, just like Indra with his thunderbolt splits a mountain top. So too, he with his arrows severed the head of the king of Kashi from his body, sending it flying into Kashipuri like the wind transporting the flower cup of a lotus. Thus, having killed both the envious Pandraka and his friend, the Lord entered Dwaraka, where he was honoured by the Siddhas, the perfected souls, who recited his nectarian stories. By assuming the personal form of the Supreme Lord, and thus constantly meditating upon him, O King, he, Pandraka, had destroyed all his material ties and became fully immersed in him. Seeing the head with the earrings that had landed near the palace gate, the people wondered, whose head would this be? Recognizing it as the head of the king, the ruler of Kashi, his queens, his sons, his other relatives and the citizens loudly cried, Allah's master, O master, O king, we are killed. His son, named Sudakshina, executed the funeral rites for his father, reflected and decided, In order to avenge my father, I will kill my father's murderer. And thus, the excellence of charity, with great attention together with the priests, prayed to Maheshwara, Lord Shiva. At the holy place of Avimukta, the great Lord, being satisfied, offered him the choice of a benediction. He asked the mighty demigod for the benediction of a means to slay the one who had killed his father. Shiva said, be together with the Brahmins and the leading priest of service to the Dakshina fire following an Abhichara ritual. It is a ritual used against an enemy of the Brahmins. That ritual fire, together with the Pramatas, will fulfill your desire. Thus being instructed, he observed the vows in order to harm Krishna. Thereupon, from the fire of the altar pit, rose an impressive, most horrendous figure with a tuft of hair, beard and moustache red like molten copper, hot radiating cinders of eyes, terrible teeth and a harsh face with arched and furrowed eyebrows. With his tongue licking the corners of his mouth, he was naked, waving with a blazing trident. With legs as big as palm trees shaking the earth, he, accompanied by ghosts, ran to Dwaraka while setting fire to all the directions. Seeing the creature risen from the Abhichara fire approaching, all the residents of Dwaraka were struck with fear, just like animals facing a forest fire. Frightened, they upset, ran to the supreme personality of Godhead, who at the royal court was playing a game of dice, and said to him, Save us, O Lord of the three worlds, save us from the fire burning down the city. Hearing the despondency of the people and seeing how upset his own men were, Sharanya, the protector, laughed loudly and said, Do not be afraid of this, I will protect you. The Almighty Lord, everyone's witness within and without, understood that the creature came from Maheshwara 
and then, in order to put an end to him, sent off the chakra that he always carries with him. This weapon of Krishna, the Sudarshana chakra, that like a million suns was blazing with an effulgence like the fire at the end of the universe, tormented with its heat both the sky, the heavens, the earth in its ten directions and the fire of the demon. Frustrated by the power of the weapon of him with the disc in his hand, the fire that was created turned around, O king. In its deference, it from all sides closed in on Varanasi and burned to death Sudakshina and all his priests. He finally was consumed by the Abhichara fire that he had created himself. The Chakra of Vishnu, directly thereafter in pursuit, entered Varanasi with its gateways and watchtowers and its many raised porches, assembly halls, marketplaces, warehouses and the buildings housing the elephants, horses, chariots and grains. Having burned all of Varanasi to ashes, Vishnu's Sudarshana disk returned to the side of Krishna, he whose actions are effortless. Any mortal being who in full attention recounts or hears this heroic pastime of the Supreme Lord praised in the verses will be released from all sins.